binoculars and what do I see? Jersey Devil, Chupacabra, half a dozen Yeti. But no matter, baby, what I do, I can't seem to find you. Hello. Welcome to Featured Creatures. I am Alan. I'm Alex. And I'm Garrett. I went insane doing research for this episode. How can you go where you already are? Well, you Fuck realize you. where you are, <laughs> and then you just realize it's over. Uh, he, he traveled two miles north-south. Uphill both ways, <laughs> somehow. Yeah, my mind broke. Not with what the research, like the information. It was trying to fit all of it into this. Into one, like a concise. Yeah, and there's a whole part that I had to like just excise and separate. Oh, yeah. So I guess we'll start early and get to today's. Okay, we have any preamble? Shut up. Shut your fucking face. It's a little bit insensitive. Do you? Do you, you know, but okay. Listen. Listen. Do you hear them? It's the gnomes. The gnomes. It's the gnomes. The gnomes are the warriors? <laughs> it's like, gnomes, come out and play it. I'll explain that audio clip once we get uh, to the stories section. <laughs> I love that that was like, for those for those of you who can't see, Garrett did like air quotes. And like, I don't, I'm curious why, but okay, we'll see. So today's featured creature. My favorite gang from the Warriors. The gnomes! Huh. <laughs> Yes, indeed. So, mm. <laughs> uh, it comes from the Renaissance Latin gnomus, uh, which first appeared in the Ex Libro del Nymphis Sylvanus Pygmaeus Salamandris S. Gigantibus, etc., by Paracelsus, a.k.a. Philippus Aurelius Theoparastus Bombastus von Hohenheim. I love this man's name and his preposterous book that's just <laughs> Latin names for spirits. Uh, like salamanders, woods, nymphs. Uh, it's he and in, he invented um, gnomes, the four elemental spirits. Oh, I see the names for them: uh, salamander, sylph, uh, undine, and gnome. I see. Well, so gnome is for earth, then. Yep. Wow, I'll be darned. Yeah. All right. I don't know why I always thought. I mean, I guess like I always figured they were kind of like more like a tree, like mushroom guy. Which I guess, like, yeah, yeah. It's possibly deriving from the Latin genomus, literally meaning earth dweller. Uh, other uses for the term gnome remain obscure until 19th century when it's taken up by authors of romanticist collections, uh, fairy tales, and become mostly so- synonymous with other uh, the older word goblin. Nicolas Pierre Henry de Montefoucon de Villars, the abbot of Villars, used the term nomide to refer to female gnomes. Modern fiction instead uses the word gnomus to refer to female gnomes. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I had to include two long human names. It just, yeah, the notion of there being female gnomes is just astounding to me. Yeah. They're not. I never would have thought. Doing the research, they're dwarves. Like, everything you think of when you think of a dwarf, yeah, that's what gnomes are. Yeah, and I think, like, a lot of what we think, like, like sno- visually when we see gnomes is, like, more like a pixie thing. Mm. Like, in no. cartoons. Uh, 
red cap, blue shirt, brown pants, hundred percent gnome. Yeah, we got always gnome, always gnome. It's an Iceland right. Greenland situation. Interesting. No, I just mean like the like being like vaguely mischievous and like messing with people's shoes and stuff. Like that's that's what I mean. Uh, I guess maybe that's more of like a like a Scandinavian elves kind of thing. So, um, what's it called? All of everything that everyone knows about gnomes as a creature that isn't an earth elemental, yeah, is from the book Gnomes by Will Hugen and Rien Portville. When was and, that published? Uh, I didn't write that down, but it's uh, the books that David the Gnome is based on. Okay. Everything is from those books. Wow. So David the Gnome just like invented our modern interpretation of the Gnome. Pretty much. That is remarkable. Like all the information about Gnome, like lifestyle, Gnome history from those books. So like the Tolkien's of Gnomes. Yeah. Wow. Or the Coca-Cola of Santa's. Yeah. Uh, yeah well. Or polar bears. Those don't exist anymore. Yeah, those those never existed. <laughs> They're a hoax, just like birds. So let's get Whoa. to... Let's get to Habitat. That's the whole thing, right? That's why the pandemic happened, because they had to charge their, their bird drones. Oh, uh, that's because they made Birdemic 3. <laughs> Is there a 2? Yeah, there's yeah. there's a 2. Really? It's meta, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, I know what so, I not, not, not condoning it. I'm uh, putting that out I there. couldn't find... A region, like what, like like their their habitat. Yeah, you know the world. That's what I put. I put it like I don't know, man. Everywhere. You don't gnome. I don't gnome. You proud of yourself? I am. Yeah, Bracky. <laughs> How does Bracky figure into this? Bracky knows where all the gnomes are from. I mean, I guess if you, you know, you're lucky enough to have like a butt imprint from a gnome somewhere, but like, how big is that? Who do you think top Bracky? Well, oh. you know gnomes. You want to know how big a gnome is? How big? How big is a gnome? Uh, well, if you go according to Paracelsus or, you know, um, I swear if this gnome is Philippus like Aurelius, Theophrastus, Bombastus von Hohenheim, uh, they are too span tall. I'm not, uh, you know, up to speed on my archaic units of measurement, <laughs> Garrett. Uh, that's about two hands, but not like horse measuring. <laughs> Fifteen centimeters. Wow. Okay. Is, Thank you for like using an actual average, average modern. Okay. I was, I was for a second there. I really thought this was gonna be like, oh yeah, no, it was like five feet tall. No, no, they're like surprisingly they're close, surprisingly close to giants. Uh, but with its cap, it appears a little bit taller. Oh, wow, cheating. Just, just, a, just a little bit taller. Little little lifts in the heels there, cheating, Mister. Their feet are somewhat pigeon-toed, what really? give, which gives them a extra edge in speed and agility through the woods and grass. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the males weigh three hundred grams. <laughs> I really thought you were gonna <laughs> say pounds. Drop the lbs there, um, and a female is about two fifty to two seventy five grams. Are they like hyper dense? That's yeah, why it's like, like a dwarf star, a gnome star. Oh. The male wears a pleated red cap and blue, brown, or blue brown and greenish pants, and either felt boots, birch shoes, or wooden clogs. Wow. You know, wooden clogs run about 30 miles an hour through a forest. <laughs> yeah, yep. you just hear the medicine. Pigeon toad. <laughs> yeah. Around his waist is a belt with a toolkit attached, holding a knife, a hammer, etc. Okay. I don't really think you can put etc. after two things that are wildly different. Yeah. You know, gnome things, just gnome things. They are fair of face, though 
they boast rosy red cheeks. Uh, Long beards adorn their faces and turn gray far sooner than the hair. Females wear gray or khaki clothing consisting of a blouse and a skirt to the ankles. (laughs) She also has black gray knee socks and high shoes or slippers. Before she is married, she dons a green cap. Prior to marriage, her hair uh, is hanging down. After marriage, she braids her hair, puts it under a scarf, and that goes under the hat. Okay, so they have like a, what you call it, like a, like, you know, Yiddish style, you know. Yeah. Okay. All right. (laughs) Info. So before I read this info section, here's a passage about gnomes from the Book of Imaginary Beings by Jorge Luis Borges. And then I have quotes or parentheses, read from book. (laughs) Gnomes are more ancient than their name which, though Greek, never appears in the classics, since it dates only from the 16th century. Etymologists attribute it to the Swiss alchemist Paracelsus, in whose writings it appears for the first time. These creatures are elves of the earth and mountains. Folklore portrays them as bearded dwarves of harsh and grotesque features. They wear brown tights and monastic cowls. Like the griffins of Hellenic and Oriental superstition and the dragons of Saxon lore, they are said to guard hidden treasures. Gnosis, in Greek, means knowledge. It has been conjectured that Paracelsus invented the word gnome because these creatures knew and could reveal to men the exact location of hidden metals. It's hard to clap with holding paper. Um, So uh, Paracelsus classifies them as earth elementals. He describes them as two spans. Uh, Very reluctant to interact with humans and able to move through solid earth as easily as humans move through air. Well, I thought you were going to say water. And I was like, oh, that's impressive. You said air. And I was like, that is danged impressive. <laughs> yeah. They got the Scrooge McDuck swimming ability. Right. <laughs> don't mind me just diving in the dirt. Also, that, like, I, th- I don't think the term elemental was used until like hundreds and hundreds of years later. Yeah. But that's what they are. Uh, bloop, bloop, bloop. The earth dwelling spirit has precedence in numerous ancient and medieval mythologies, often guarding mines and precious underground treasures. In 19th century fiction, the, um, oh fuck, Chthonic gnome, uh, meaning lives underground, uh, guard, uh, became a sort of antithesis to the more Aryan luminous fairy. Nathaniel Hawthorne in twice told tales from 1837 contrasts the two in, Small enough to be king of the fairies and ugly enough to be king of the gnomes. Whoa. <laughs> Huge slam on gnomes there. Most gnomes are seven times stronger than a man. Wow. It's because they weigh 300 pounds. <laughs> I was going to say, right? But it weighs 300 grams. Like, how yep. does that even, what's the balance look like on that All bad muscle. boy? <laughs> uh, they can run at speeds of 35 miles per hour. Yeah. Okay. In and clocks. have better sight than a hawk. Wow, that's <laughs> these are the apex predators. I was gonna say, like that is a that is a pretty as when was that claim made? Because <laughs> that I mean, like we know so much about how preposterously well hawks can see. Well, gnomes know everything. I guess Gnosis. that's true. These abilities help the gnome do many things, such as find <laughs> well, wounded, was- dying animals for which they feel they are responsible for, because their love for animals, except cats. <laughs> All the animals of the forest are the gnomes' friends and are willing to help them at any time. Again, except cats. Well, but so then what about old... the cat that raised Santa Claus? Uh, po- or not Pumira. That's a thundercat. Um, oh, what was well, the what? It was Shiegra. Shiegra, the lioness. 
Oh, there man. were no gnomes. Well, I mean, like, those yeah, were I fucking know, flesh like, skexies. <laughs> The, the I'm just nooks. saying they should love that cat. That cat raised Santa Claus. That cat is a saint. Everyone should love that cat. It's like these real Gamera vibes the gnomes are giving off. But to animals, not cats, though. They just fucking hate cats. Why? They're unnatural. <laughs> they are unnatural. <laughs> They're not from Earth. They were brought here by aliens. They're the escaped alien pet. Do we got it? We got a sound for that? Oh. <laughs> All these years, you guys thought that chupacabras <laughs> were really dogs with mange. There's regular cats. I was hoping for slurpy sounds. Oh, I that's the one that's not on here. Oh. I can go with this instead. <laughs> that's good, too. That is the cat noise. <laughs> Dio is a cat. Um, Where the fuck was I? Uh, animals. Uh, they hate, hate cats. cats. Unnatural. They're known for freeing wildlife from man's traps and for operating on farm animals whose owners have neglected them or are simply too poor to afford a vet. I'm sorry, you say operating? Yes. Okay. They perform surgery on anim- farm animals that their owners neglect or are too poor to get a vet. They that's, use their hawk-like vision to do yeah. perfect surgery. You know, I always thought about looking really good far away, but not, you know, looking really good close up. And then uh, many people say that gnomes have elevated practical jokes to an art form. Wow. Prankster gnomes. Uh, but most especially, they love gems and jewelry and are considered by many to be the best gem cutters and jewelers in existence. Wow. Their enemies are mainly trolls and other beings who would try to destroy them or their homes. Otherwise, they are mostly peaceful beings and are generally vegetarian. Wow. Are these vegetarian, Aryan, gem-cutting gnomes? You said you didn't have a region for them? Uh, their main meal consists of nuts, hazelnuts, walnuts, Beach nuts. Beach nuts. <laughs> you watch it. It's going <laughs> to knock you around 300 Text grams. <laughs> I wish, I Every time really you make you a good joke, the, I'm going to do that now. <laughs> I just wish you had the... <laughs> got him. <laughs> um, uh, mushrooms, peas, beans, a small potato, applesauce, fruits, berries, all kinds, tubers, spices, vegetables, and preserves for dessert. Mm. As a beverage, the gnome drinks mead dew, fermented honey fermented raspberries which have a very high alcohol content and spiced gin as a nightcap whoa where are they getting gin from and fucking make it man no i mean you know i'm willing to believe that they can dive through solid earth that they can cut gems with the best of them but they're making their own gin okay how do you think they're so good at pranks (laughs) i don't exactly see the connection they're just trashed all the time (laughs) just fucking wrecked they're Dude, tiny it's just a prank bro okay so time for me to explain that clip from the beginning uh, okay so instead of stories because so many of the stories are really really bad faked videos from south america y- yes <laughs> like, i don't understand like that and leprechaun videos <laughs> and fairies and i the, don't understand the most famous one is the <laughs> fucking avengers <laughs> wasp doll in a thing of formaldehyde I'm going to blame Borges for this. <laughs> but um, uh, this is not what fake mm-hmm. until you make it means. Folks. So instead of stories, the thing that made my brain die when I was doing research was um, moon gnomes. <laughs> okay. So do they wail on the moon? So um, <laughs> Rudolf Steiner 
uh, I think he was one of the founders, if not the founder of the Waldorf schools. I'm not familiar with that, but they're okay. fancy private schools. That, no, that, that I know, but I, I, I mean, I don't know if he's the, if he's the founder. He's at least one of the crucial, like philosophical architects of it. Yeah. So I forget what it was called. Instead it of anthroposis or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's the study of human being. Yeah. Not, yeah. This, the, the study of existence, not of, yeah. It, he's also a reality. Hardcore theosophist. Yes. I see. Which thank Christ that, um, Last podcast and left did a three-parter on Madame Helena Bavlatsky, who their last episode really helped me understand theosophy. This syncretic nightmare that is. Which all I would have I would have legitimately gone insane if not for that episode when I was researching and listening to six six-hour lectures by <laughs> Rudolf Steiner. Oh my goodness! Because I really wanted to get to the bottom of moon gnomes. I just. All of and my I, so instead of stories, I'm going to explain as best I can Rudolf Steiner's version of gnomes without any notes. Oh my God. Okay. I'm already tired of this. Go ahead. Oh, okay. no, no. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. So the first, I, th- I'm saying I sympathize. I understand now. So the first thing you need to know is about the root races from theosophy. Okay. Uh, there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of root races and there's sub races for the root races, but it's not like, how races are right now. It's, um, wait, do you mean it's like Pokemon? Okay. Um, so the opposite of the root life. races are different are different generations, basically. So like gen one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. Uh, and the sub races under the root races would be like, um, an evolutionary line. Okay. So like you start off as shitty kind of whatever. And then you're supposed to like some, sh- you have, your race has to go through some stuff. And it's like, that all that's happened. You go to the next one, not better, not worse. It's just next. Yeah. Okay. So Rudolf Steiner <laughs> believes that gnomes, salamander, Udine, sylphs, they all exist, but he really like laser focuses on gnomes. It's weird. He has a quote about how, um, you have to be clairvoyant to see him and all miners are clairvoyant. Wait to see like, no, this. Okay. And uh, gnomes are from, he goes a weird step further that instead of just like, cause um, ancient Atlanteans, Lumerians, those are different, like older root races that yeah. we're now like past. He goes further. And like, instead of also jump, like moving on to the next root race, it's also, you move planets for him <laughs> and the moon or <sighs> earth is a planet of love. So like, that's what we're supposed to focus on for this cycle. <sighs> Got but, that one wrong. There are creatures who don't give up, like they, they hold on to something, so they stay in their previous form and their previous thing, and that's what. Oh, this is like that thing where like the Jews went back in time because they they failed their test, right? No, it, it's. I mean, it's um, not literally that, but it's that same the same kind of idea. So, like uh, for him, gnomes are spiritless beings. They have a soul. They have a body. Okay, wait, hold on. They're spiritless. Souls and spirits are different. <laughs> yeah. It, so, is this like a your spirit is your emotions kind of thing? Uh, it's like tied to will. They're isn't kind it? of beings uh, of pure ego. Yeah. Okay, that sounds about right. Actually, it um, checks out for gnomes thus far. <laughs> but like the mo- mo- the gnomes from the moon is that's where the last cycle was on the moon. I, d- I forget what kind of planet they were on. Or like that it was because Earth is planet of love. I don't know what emotion that planet was. Okay. 
And um, interjection. I I know the moon's not a planet. What it, what emotion does the does the moon get though? I, that's what I just said. I don't remember. Oh, okay, right. all right. They get, <laughs> spite spites the emotion uh, of the moon. Probably because moon gnomes hate Earth. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, all right then. I guess that's like, fair. <laughs> we showed up and dropped off our lunar lander. That was the that was the big prank. It, uh, the, he he has a, a line up in his um, lecture that I listened to that was about how their their bodies don't ma- like inside the stone itself their physical body is, but once you crack that, they explode. <laughs> okay, so hold on. You wait. have to be a clairvoyant to see through the stone to see their bodies. Oh, okay. So so like rocks are holograms and the, like the, the, the gnomes are projecting it and you can, no, if you're, you if just you're a kid, this thing? no, no, the rocks are there okay. and they're inside the rock. No, so Jeff if you're a kid, you can see theorist. through the rock. No, no. Cause adult miners. Sorry. He, oh, or, he, oh, I'm sorry. You said minor like ER. Uh, yes. Like the oh, profession. Okay. okay. <laughs> that's even funnier to me. Like that. Except for like, coal miners. Like, oh, thank he God. He specifies coal miners can't see them. Wow. Okay. Only people who work in metal mines are clairvoyant. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, how else would you avoid all the gnomes? I guess? <laughs> you know. <laughs> um. Uh, okay. So maybe this will be a little bit easier if I read some of his qu- actual quotes. You know, I, you say that I don't think so. I, okay. I'm following pretty easy. I I don't know where we're lost. Uh, th- that's pretty much just what his deal with gnomes. They're a uh, extra. They're that, yeah. <laughs> they're uh, they're so so. Hold on, wait. Are they up or or down? The pa- uh, moon gnomes are past, and uh, Earth gnomes are also past. Okay, but humans are humans are 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 yeah. after. So they're we're the current like uh like branch off of whatever root race we're supposed to be on, which I don't remember. See, when you were describing this, there's there's like a like an old like like a it's not really proto, but it's like a middle evolutionary theory where like the fossil record was like kind of more stupid where like they like, so the idea was like, Oh, like we don't know like where all these like inter like stitial primates are like where they were. Yeah. But like, we're pretty sure that like the Orientals came from orangutans basically. And it was like, Oh no, it like, it actually like seems to have worked like this. And it's weird because it's like another like weird, like they, they thought, they tried to make a case that like uh uh what's what are they called the uh, shrews that like Jews evolved from shrews and like it's just always been kind of funny to me that like they tried like really hard to force that in and then it was like oh no you like that's just like way further back like you just got like way ahead of yourself i thought that i thought that's what this was no that's it too much like, emphasis on what we consider race not like what too much emphasis on on science yeah <laughs> okay so um I'm going to read a couple quotes from his lectures about what he, a gnome is only visible to someone who can see on the astral plane, but miners frequently possess such an astral vision, i.e. clairvoyance. They know that gnomes are realities. Rudolf Steiner, Foundations of Esotericism, Rudolf Steiner Press, 1982, Lecture 27. Gnomes are realities, he says. The predecessors to our earth gnomes, the moon gnomes, gathered together their moon experiences and from them fashioned this structure, this firm structure on the solid fabric of the earth so that our solid earth structure actually arose from the experiences of the gnomes of the old moon. 
Okay, so they had a whole bunch of experiences, right? Mm-hmm. And then they used those experiences to like literally make like earth as in dirt, like out of the ocean. Sure. Like I don't <laughs> this, uh, this gnomes are guy. unable to grasp how there can be anything but ineffectual relations with human beings. It, so all the all they know is failure. Okay. I mean, it seems like they succeeded pretty well in, you know, building this firm structure. Okay. Here's a long one. And this will be the last one from here that I read. Actually, hold on. Nope. Okay. I'll read this one instead. It is true that the beings, which we call gnomes and goblins have a physical body, but they do not possess what in man we call the ego. The gnomes have the physical body as their highest principle but they have three principles below the physical body that makes their bodies far less visible than the physical body of a man. Yeah, I'm going to say what those are. Oh God, I don't know. It, oh my God. I listened to this lecture for seven hours. That's this, a whole other hold lecture. On. This man is dead, right? This was like Very. 200 years ago. <laughs> no, this like, the lecture that I listened to was in, from 1908. Oh my God. Okay. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, at least he's gone and we don't have to go and pay him a visit. On the way to steal Ringdicus. No. <laughs> One more. It is from this feeling of hatred and antipathy towards the earthly that the gnomes gain the power of driving the planets or the plants up from the earth. The antipathy causes the plant to have only its roots in the earth. So the plants just want to escape from the gnomes because they're so hateful of uh, man? No, no, no. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that explanation so, so much. Um, there are uh, the the uh, gnomes are a big deal in Waldorf schools. Like uh, it's like they have stuffed gnomes. They all their like math st- things and English questions are all like revolve around gnomes. And I found uh, on YouTube a, a Waldorf song for children about gnomes. And I'll play 15 seconds of it right here. That's also the guitars are uncanceled now. The beginning of the, the, the listen, the gnomes. That's where that the beginning of that song. Ah, I see. Okay. It's so only about like a minute long, too. Wow, no, that's actually not bad. I expect it to be like really weird. Oh no, we get to a worse song later. <laughs> oh god, no no. Uh yeah, that, that I, seemed pretty wholesome. Like it was all right. Yeah, I like um a lot of people I haven't found anything horrible about Waldorf schools other than the people who are like, oh they're it's secretly a religious thing. But like none of the things they teaching as far as as far as I can tell or have found out are horrible. Yeah, just just, you know, weird and about moon gnomes. Yeah, I um, went to a spin-off thing with like preschool. <laughs> I'm totally fine. You're better than fine. All right. So, I'm done talking about Rudolf Steiner except for <laughs> I kind of want to make like a spooky mystic wrestler whose like moves are the Rudolf Steiner, which is just a Frankensteiner. And like, he punches pe- like a Superman punch. That's the theosophist. He can, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he can be the third, the third Steiner brother. It's fine. It's Scott, the- Rick and Rudolf. 
Exactly. The Red Nose Steiner. Exactly. This is the best IC I think we've made so far. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, donut steel, dude. Pop culture. <sighs> Everywhere. Uh, Freakazoid had a one-shot Gargoyles parody where the protagonists were lawn gnomes. In this version, gnomes were the scourge of Norwegian forests because they are annoying, annoying habit of pulling pranks and mugging people. Wow. Until they picked the wrong wizard's Viking brother and thus were cursed to turn to stone until they changed their wicked ways. How do you change your ways if you're stone? Gargoyle style, man. You're stone during the day. <laughs> and you poop on yourself when the sun's rising. Yeah. Right? Can yeah. Checks out, I guess. Um, there's the R.L. Stein book. Beware the lawn gnomes. Gnomes from Troll Hunters are shown to have the traditional design, but they are portrayed more as vermin. Oof. They do not speak English and possess all spiked teeth that can eat through most matter like a shredder and a sharp horn that their pointy caps conceal. They, however, do seem to possess some level of sentience as primarily displayed by Gnome Chomsky. That's a little ethnocentric portrayal of gnomes there, I guess, but you know. In uh, Drakengard 2... One of the, um, I was just thinking about one last night. <laughs> I love how often Drakengard comes up. I love Drakengard. <laughs> and he's like pop culture. Things. In Drakengard. Uh, like it's not a shoehorn. It's just like, it's a genuine, genuine pop culture. Well, I was just thinking one doesn't come up enough. He, he, he lucked out. He just sold the music, which sucked anyway. I, but I, in a uh, Drakengard two, uh, one of the people that you fight has a pact with gnomes. And in this, <laughs> it's straight up the earth elemental, not like some dudes. <laughs> I don't know. I like the idea of like freaking. I mean, they are little dudes. Like Disney style seven dwarves just showing up, ruining your day. Yeah. Uh, yeah D and D and Pathfinder, just gnomes everywhere. Dudes. Yeah. So there's an early David Bowie song yeah. called "The Laughing Gnome." But this is when he was like, My when era. he was like, he was a uh, like a folk musician. Uh, or is this post Ziggy Stardust? Uh, way pre. Oh, okay. Like okay. Mera. Here, here we go. I was walking. Down the high street When I heard footsteps behind me And there was a little old man Hello. Scarlet and gray <laughs> Shuffling away <laughs> I would love it without the I was going to say, it's like actually not bad until, Without like the gnome laughing yeah. It's got to have it in there it does. I mean it does, but you know It's funny too because it like he's Like I, I've only heard some like the more folksy stuff that he had and I like hearing hearing more folksy David Bowie stuff. It always made me wonder, like, you know, why bother changing the name? Why just why not just go by David Jones? It's fine. Nobody's going to confuse you with Davy Jones. But hearing that, like, okay, yeah, like, I, all right, if you're going to do more like the soft rock pseudo Beatles stuff, like, yeah. Uh, and then another song, uh, the song "The Gnome" by Pink Floyd. Oh. I want to tell you a story about a little man, if I can, a gnome named Grimble Grumble. Yep, <laughs> Grimble Grumble. Grimble Grumble. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's funny, too, because that's like Sid Barrett Floyd. Robert A. Heinlein's book, Magic, Inc., Gnomes Are Earth Elementals, thought, uh, though the one a witch summons to fix what he did to the protagonist's shop, Looks like a little bearded man with a pointed hat. So they're both. Okay. Discworld gnomes are six inches high and manage to have both the strength and leverage of a six foot tall human. Nice. Uh, they described as having the same belligerence as a human, only compressed. <laughs> All right. Oh, Density. No. Once again. And one of them is a uh, guard, a watchman, 
at uh, Angmore Pork. Oh. Uh, it's Gnome Watchman Buggy Swires. He catches birds and rides them. Buggy D. Swires? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, like I already said, uh, the book Gnomes by Will Hugen and Rianne uh, Port- Portvillet. Yeah. Which is uh, David the Gnome. Yeah. Uh, Gnome, and Juliet. <laughs> it's <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, but with gnomes. Or specifically garden gnomes. And then the sequel, Sherlock gnomes. <laughs> yeah, it's a very weird, uh, weird pivot. And a thing that wasn't in the, the pop culture on TV tropes or on uh, Wikipedia that I just remembered randomly this morning. So I, it's not on my paper. The underwear gnomes in South Park. Yes. And here's a clip from the video game. And then you fight the gnomes. Ah, I see. Is that from Stick of Truth? Yes. Ah, I see. Um, that's all I have for gnomes. Can they beat a hippo? Uh, yes. I gotta say yes. Yeah, me too. But There's, they wouldn't dare. Uh, yeah, I yeah, mean, they don't possess the same hate for hippos. No, no they're, they're, hippos are friends to them. But if they had to fight, sometimes friends fight. Uh, they have seven times the strength of a man. <laughs> And yeah. they're always trash. <laughs> and they which, can, as far as I can figure, is only one less strength than a hippo. So <laughs> and they can swim through solid earth. Yeah, like the Antichrist. Yep. Uh, I should have put that clip. <laughs> you can walk on water, but can you swim through land? <laughs> uh, it's that rendition. Of <laughs> it's the best. Uh, he doesn't like his. He doesn't remind me of the Riddler. He reminds me of the guy telling you how to get free money from the government. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And he's wearing like the pajamas with like upside down crosses. Like it straight up should be Riddler, but all I think about is how to get free money from the government. Where is he now? Work too real. Silence his voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I got for gnomes. That's Willikers. I just moon gnomes. It, see now I understand why you wanted to why you wanted to not cover the Steiner stuff as much. Yeah, because you know I thought it was like oh well, there's a lot of material just like throw it in there, but it's like a lot of like nonsensical. No, it all oh, makes it's sense. All sense. I don't know. It just seemed like there were a lot of gaps. It, it's because Garrett's summarizing six hours. That and you have to have like a baseline knowledge of theosophy, which I only now have because of last podcast on the left and anthroposophy. Yes. You just, I mean, it just like that, but that seems like it makes even less sense. It uh, makes more sense. If you really do it, trust me. I, I wasted a whole year trying to do this and I, gotta I make realized all these, I don't like it. I got to make all these absurd logical leaps about moving backwards and forwards. No, it's yeah. always forward. No, yeah, move, yeah, sorry, no, moving, moving like left and right along these, uh, these, uh, like trees of, of being. No, just forward. Yeah, like always bring, forward. St- bring stuff with me. You always, that, that's for the gnome stuff, man. Yeah. yeah. You're just always going twirling, 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 <laughs> always twirling, twirling, uh, plug emendations. Uh, well, I've been playing dead rising one on, uh, the, the classic Xbox 360 lately because, it's a good game, and I never beat it as a kid because I didn't have an HD TV, so I couldn't tell what to do. Which sounds ridiculous, but that's that <laughs> no, was uh, that was a known problem with the game. Yeah, I, I under, uh, yeah, they had they had to patch it, and even that didn't work. They um, it. Wow. I remember trying to play Metal Gear Solid Four on a standard definition television. He could not read any of the text. Yeah, it was an abs- it was an absolute nightmare. Um, so I would just wander around and just like you know fight zombies, and that was fun. Um, 
But you know, it's crazy. I didn't understand when I was when I first played it why they had like the disclaimer that like it wasn't like based on uh, Dawn of the Dead, even though it totally is. But like like actually playing through it and like fighting bosses and like experiencing the story, like it has the same kind of tone as the original Dawn of the Dead. Where like there's a lot of stuff in it that's like surreal and funny, but it's also like very dark. It's <laughs> like the like the characters that exist and like the bosses that you fight, they're just like regular people freaking out during an apocalypse. Yeah. It's just like actually like really upsetting and very interesting. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's a good game. And if you haven't played it, I recommend it's like $6 online. I think you can get it on steam for really cheap. I'm also going to plug a video game. Really? Is it dragon guard too? No. Okay. I was playing, I've been playing, um, this game came out on the 22nd of last month called man eater. Uh, you play as a shark. Okay. Getting revenge against a shark fisherman who killed your mom. Okay, so it's Jaws 3. Uh, kinda. You're like, yeah, kinda. Uh, but um, it was 40 bucks. Uh, Dang, that's pretty pricey. Is it good? It better be amazing for $40. It's a brand new game. It better be amazing for $40. <laughs> if I'm going to play a game where I'm experiencing a shark... You know what? It's your plug. I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not going to hijack it. You tell me. Uh, no, it is. It is real fun. Uh, it's, I liked it a lot. I beat it and like, I had beat it and then kept playing it. Okay. Uh, although I did break it. Really? I, uh, oh, this is what you were talking about on the discord. I got to I a place. The discord. I got to a place where I was not supposed to get yet. Uh, it was up this big ramp to a big, um, lighthouse. Well, there's a ramp in this game. You can go on to land. Is there? <laughs> All right, the price tag is starting to make a little more sense. <laughs> is this like a, it's like a goat simulator, it's, like yeah, Tony Hawk, but uh, with a shark? Kinda. It's a big old open world game where you're a shark. Oh my god! Yeah, okay. I'm into this. It's fucking great. It's it's like a better version of Omegalodon. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. <laughs> uh, I I was there's an upgrade you get uh, called Amphibious, where you last longer out of water and you can move faster. Wow. And I didn't have that yet. So I got to the top. I bit. I collected the license plate because that's one of the collectibles is license plates. And it's a collectathon. Um, uh, kinda. So it's like an open world 3D platformer with like water physics based on sharks. Yeah. And it's got like RPG elements where you can like upgrade your like abilities. Yes. Wow. Okay. Uh, right. There's a lot of things put together. That I there are wanted. three different sets of like upgrades. One is called Shadow, where you just, also you ch- visually change when you equip your upgrades. So it's like Evo from back in the day. Yeah, okay. um, that one like increases your speed and adds like a poison mechanic to your bite, <laughs> and you can shoot a poison uh, projectile from your tail. Oh my god! You become part <laughs> Stingray. Um, the other one is Bone, where you just like have an exoskeleton. Yep. Oh man. And you do more damage to boats. And then is there one where you get like better four limbs so you can exist on land? No. Oh, well you, you said like amphibious though. So that's one of your organ upgrades. You I have see. your body upgrades and your three organ upgrades. I see your body. Uh, the third one is called bioelectric. So you just become an eel. Yeah. Um, you have a, there's a dot an evade button. Yeah. When you're bioelectric, you turn into a pure electricity. And uh, you like electro and you're like, <laughs> But the, the main collectible that I liked that was really cool was um, signposts that you could go to. And it's like just a fun, fun Easter egg type of thing. I see. Like, um, oh, it's also narrated by um, Neil Breen. No, no. <laughs> uh, I, Chris Parnell. 
I don't know who that is. Which guy is um, that? Cyril Figgis on Archer. Oh, okay, that guy. Uh, and like you, you find like weird land. Like I found you found the Trimeran from Waterworld, and it's like those shipwreck is like from the lost voyage to find the mythical dry land. And there's like a big underground like mace Masonic Whoa. pyramid. That's like like all cities built in America. It was founded by masons. Checks out. There's like a um, the breach from Pacific Rim, but it's all like chained up and like. <laughs> It sounds okay. It's actually. a real fun game. Yeah. Actually sounds pretty good. Like I, I bought Chupacabra, still haven't played it. Yeah, I man. <laughs> it was 99 cents. It was cheap. I got to play it. Alan. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Cause I don't remember the name. I don't know if I plugged it or not. I probably, I've been revisiting Mr. Downard, but, uh, I'm going to, well, go, go buy it first. The CD serious rising, Mr. Downard, the synchromystical boson legendary, text of conspiracy theory recorded by Jim Brandon in 73 with James Shelby Downard. I think I'm going to put him on YouTube. It's like impossible to get. You can go to legendary cryptozoologist Loren Coleman's site and find it, but it's really complicated, oh, wow. but it's weird. I think I have a book. Oh yeah. yeah. No, and it's like a recording part. on, it's like a recording of conspiracy theories. Uh, it's, it's complicated. It's like so, a lecture. No, it's, it's a series of interviews that he calls a uh, synchrono mysticism, which is, Basically, uh, a further evolution of the Freudian phenomenon of names. And he's just obsessed with names and locations. But he he kind of really started the, the JFK oh, conspiracy they, with King Kill 33. Actually, um, fuck, I think they mentioned that in a uh, part that I left out in the Riverside Bridge Monster. It was like, this person has a weird obsession with names. And the name yeah. Wetzel is appears blah, 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 because the guy's last name was Wetzel. And this makes sense because uh, Downard is huge in uh, Greg Bishop's circle. Yeah. No, Downard's a legendary figure. He, he uh, is either. I would have included that in the Riverside Bridge Monster episode if it fucking went anywhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> if that thread I tugged didn't just come off immediately. immediately. Yeah. No, I mean, it's like, you know, there, there's the theory that JFK, man. There, there may be a yeah. whole homunculus experiment in the Arizona desert. Uh, so Bubba Hotep was right. Yes. <laughs> Bubba oh Hotep is always right. They took his brain out and dyed him black. Well. All right. Yeah, I'll put it on YouTube and ACAB. Well, I think that's it. I think that's all we have to do. Legally. Legally. All we're required to um, do. Well, Actually, how do you do those Raid Shadow Legends things? Are we sponsored by them? Do I get to say that? I wish. That'd be so funny. We're not sponsored by anyone. Well, we're sponsored by Drakengard. Play the first game because I get every time you buy one at the GameStop, they they don't pay me, but that's fine. <laughs> Imagine a world where you could buy Drakengard at a GameStop. I mean, you can buy Drakengard 3. No, I want one. Can you? Yeah, it's for PS3. But PS4. I was like, no, but like, like why would you? It was all right. Right. I just never played the others. It's just not, it's a super prequel and it's just not as fun because you're playing as some like weird god lady and you're not just like some mute boy. You know what? Stealth, right. stealth plug, Drakengard won. If you've never played it, it really is the most bonkers ending of all time. And thank you for that. Let's do an episode on the grotesqueries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. Well, remember, uh, I mean, uh, you can hit us up at Twitter at Fecre, F-E-A-C-R-E. Uh, shoot us an email at featuredcreaturepod at gmail.com. And if you feel like it, look at our Patreon. But, you know, disaster times. Yep. 
remember, all you need to do to be a cryptozoologist is to say you're a cryptozoologist. Dense gnomes. 